everyone. I'm Brittany, the content and research producer. And I'm Ellie, the media and content producer at Magnify. And welcome to the Magnify podcast, where we co-host aspirational conversations to help you thrive and work through faith. This podcast is a place where we explore all the topics and questions which we all grapple with in our careers in faith, from imposter syndrome, identity, perfectionism, acting in courage, boundaries, really the list could go on. We dig in and get frank about all things work using faith as a backdrop. And through these conversations with dynamic individuals, we hope you'll leave informed, intrigued, and inspired in your faith and work life. need the hope for the future and the responsibility and tasks of today to keep us grounded but also to keep us hopeful i think the vision for tomorrow keeps us hopeful and the getting our feet on the ground today keeps us actually moving and it keeps us doing what we need to do so welcome to this episode of the magnify podcast and today we're going to be talking about feeling stuck in our careers so Brittany, what has been your experience with this topic I've definitely had moments of kind of feeling as though, you know, nothing seems to be moving in the way that I'm, I'd like it to or that I imagine to, um, or it kind of seems as though I'm not really sure of what the next step would be. So yeah, it's definitely been kind of this balance of like working through where I am right now and then um, having all these hopes and dreams about what the future is and like, um, you know, just being like anxious and excited for that of like so ready to get to get on with that piece of it and so trying to kind of find that balance i'm realizing now you're never in that place of being stuck as long as it as long as you think when you're past it it's like oh maybe i should have it might have been something a little bit that i needed to to grab from that time and i think it always feels longer as well when you're in that period of time it's hard to give up all when it really feels just like our dreams and visions keep getting deferred for whatever reason so when things become stagnant in our career how do we keep moving forward yeah and to answer this question today elise murphy is joining us to talk about her own experience with feeling stuck in her career after celebrating wins that haven't landed in the way she expected them to or getting promotions that haven't been what she thought now as a coach and author, Elise puts the lessons she's learned along the way into practice in the lives of others. In this episode, Elise shares with us how she's managed to find progress in the stillness, why we need to get off the hamster wheel of our to-do list, and why she created a celebratory scale for her work. It was so much fun speaking with her. So let's listen into the episode. So we'll get started then. So yeah, welcome to the Magnify Podcast, Elise. We're so excited to have you here um, and so honoured that you're here as well to just talk with us and answer some of our questions. But just to get started, um, we always love to ask a question to everyone just to sort of get to know each other a bit more. And um, so if you could only take three items to a deserted island, what would they be? So I love it. Do you want to go first, Elise, for this one? Um, am I allowed to go last? I was about to say, I've been having a, a little bit of trouble thinking on this one because I'm like, what would I take? The only thing I've gotten so far is um, some form of lip balm, like Vaseline or something that I'm going to... You don't want chapped lips and to be on a desert island, like right. dying. I don't know if it's too much to take a scrub to, but like... <laughs> I'm putting some moisture hygiene is really high. But if someone finds me, I want to be clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Very clever. I know. It's, so, it's kind of so hard to think about because it's like, well, what do you, what's the mix of like practicality and like, I guess if I'm on a deserted island, like, well, no, never mind. The island probably has water. But I was going to say like a supply, a huge supply of water. But what if you had like something to turn the salt water into? Yes. Not salt water. Like Possibly. a purifier. Yeah. 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 
So yeah. that would be good. That was my number one. Yeah. I feel like this one is like a group question. I like yeah, this. Yeah. We all get to pick one thing. Because <laughs> at first I was like, well, like I don't want to steal Ellie's answer, but I, I wonder if yours is a person because I'd be like, I'm taking my best friend. She knows everything. Like she knows how to start a fire. She's that one that's like, we'll get us off the island while I'll be in the corner, like in the fetal position, going back and forth. She'll be actually getting us rescued. So if I can take someone as a thing, then for sure I take my best friend. For sure. We'll be fine. It's a solid answer for sure. It is. I was thinking about bringing someone for company, but then also I just enjoy my own company too much sometimes. I think I'd start <laughs> to get a bit annoyed. So I'm like assuming that there's water and food on this island when I say this. I think I'd have to choose a Kindle because then you've got like an unlimited supply of books. You're thinking, I was going to say a book, but I was like, I don't know if this is like survival, <laughs> like if this is survival mode or if this is. <laughs> so what have we got? We've got lip balm. A Kindle. We're, we're dead. Basically, we're dead. <laughs> we're not making it. Maybe a week. I feel like we can manage a week. We'll be fine. What could go wrong? Right. So next, we like to do a round of quick fire questions just to get to know our guests a bit better. Love so, it. So Good. for the first one, if you could have a dinner party with three guests from any era, who would they be and why? I would love. I'd have Kevin Hart there. I don't know. I just um, I love him so much. I would have Kevin Hart. I would have. Um, Probably Brene Brown, probably Brene Brown. And well, like now I have every era. So now I have too many choices. I'm terrible at like restaurants with any menu past five items. So this is like, this is just a lot for me. I would probably have, oof. I don't wanna say Heath Ledger cause that doesn't, <laughs> but also maybe Heath Ledger, I don't know. Um, oh, okay. I probably have someone from my family but like 10 generations ago. Just like to see what we were like, see where I get all my issues from or something like that. And just be like, oh, that's where that comes from. How do you like to spend your weekend? Honestly, just with friends. If there's friends, sun, if I can go to the beach or be around water, um, that's what I love to do. Just with my friends, hanging out, doing something like active as well. So fun. He's amazing. And what song best sums you up? How will I know if he really loves me, Whitney Houston? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would say um, at the moment, maybe like a little Katy Perry roar might be, would be the first one that comes to my mind. So that's a good question. Like it, some good answers there for sure. Thank you. Very good. Um, and we always love to also ask our guests this question just because there's so many threads that link our childhood to where we are now. Um, so what was your childhood like um, growing up and what are the values that you think have shaped you into the woman that you are today? I grew up in a, I'm a pastor's kid, grew up in the south part of Sydney in Australia, um, have an older brother, older sister, grew up in ministry, honestly, and um, and I loved it. Uh, there were things that definitely connect to now that you, you never realize until you kind of grow up and sit on a therapist chair that so much is related to your childhood. And so I had an amazing childhood. I always say my parents loved me as perfectly as humanly possible, which means it wasn't perfect, but they really loved me well. And um, always had this thought of like, I never quite fit in anywhere. So I never quite fit in in the church world. I never quite fit in with my friends at school because I didn't fit in anywhere. I was trying to figure out like where my place was and realized from a, honestly, from a little girl without even being able to articulate that I was always gonna be somewhere in the middle, somewhere kind of as a bridge or that awkward place. and. Um, and that kind of led into in terms of values or um, just the way I live my life and some of the 
where I come from, I guess, as a little girl being a pastor's kid. And um, I was very much a people pleaser from a little like young age and just I felt so much pressure to keep everyone around me happy and keep the peace. And that wasn't that there was any huge blowups in my home. From a young age, I wanted people around me to be happy and not just like had to be the life of the party, although that was kind of a bit of a natural bent of mine being an extrovert. But it was more so I wanted people around me to be like feel at peace. And if they were anxious or if they were angry or there was an issue, I took on the responsibility to like solve that for them, which kind of as as a little girl, as I grew up, you know, you can grow up and not grow out of things like that. And so that's kind of some of the things in a later part of life through my childhood that I've realized, oh, well, at least you don't carry the responsibility of somebody else's life. And so I think that somewhere along the way in my childhood, that was a bit of a, um, a string that you could attach back to that. But I had a really good childhood. I love my parents. I love my family. We're very close. Brittany and I, I think we both have said like we really admire about you is you going back to that comment of like you always knew you were going to be in the bridge between two things. And we love that idea that you can be both. It doesn't have to be like one or the other. So I think we'll touch on that later, definitely. Um, But just wanted to pick that out there quickly. Um, And obviously just just as like a foundation for our listeners, um, you're like a multitude of things from like a speaker to being in ministry and also a coach. But sort of how would you describe your job title and what does your day to day really look like? Yeah, I moved to Los Angeles about eight years ago and um, I was the executive director at Oasis. Plus, uh, I did a bunch of stuff in young adults and pastoring and teaching pastor and all this kind of stuff. And uh, middle of last year, I officially came off staff at Oasis and at the church I was at. And so currently do a few different things and I'm really in the process of moving towards helping women find their voice and um, find the pain in their story and how that very thing that they think they can never tell anyone is actually the key to their authority and the key to their success and the key to their influence and so moving into that realm and so what's I don't have a job title and if I did it I'd probably be the best friend that you haven't met yet I also work with a company called Lightworkers and I'm a co-producer and host of a show on that every couple of weeks that's actually amazing and I feel like that kind of leads us um a little bit into what we're going to talk about today um of kind of navigating through the times when we might feel um a bit stuck or feel like we might not be making progress um in what it is we're doing um or in like our in your present time. Um, and just for you, like, has there ever been a time in your work where you felt um, maybe a bit stagnant or maybe a, a bit frustrated that like progress isn't being made? Um, yeah, can you speak to that one a little bit? Yeah, every other week. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like that? I wish someone had told me like how to do the cha-cha when I was little, the dance, because that's what life is. It's the cha-cha. And I kept thinking life was more of like a march or a parade where you just keep taking steps forward, but it's just not. And I didn't know that. And so whenever I took a step back, whether it was in work or relationship, whether it was like I got a promotion in work only to realize it wasn't what I wanted, or you get that boyfriend or for a while I was married and then you take a step back and whether it's through the divorce or you break up with somebody or a friendship or it's always that thing that makes you feel like you've taken a step back. But what I had to realize was that a step back didn't mean I was at square one. And actually often God was using those things that I thought were a step back to do something deeper in me to prepare me for like a springing forward. And so if I like sat where I was and you take that step back, and again, that could be a bunch of different things. Like, uh, let me use like what you kind of, I think we're mentioning with like the work example and uh, you get a promotion or 
um, now I'm over this area as well. Or like, at least we want you to speak at this or do this or whatever. And you do that and you just don't realize it's, it's not what you thought it would be. So you get that new area that you're in responsibility for. And then you realize all the politics that go with it. Or you speak at that conference and then you think that's about to open a bunch of doors. And then it's like, okay, go now you go back to what you were doing before. Or you have these big moments of celebration and it just doesn't land where you think it's going to land. And so what I've had to realize, and trust me, I am not perfect at this. I have days where I am so annoyed and feel so stuck and so, so stagnant. And we'll see how I feel in an hour from now. I feel great right now. I just had coffee. So like, this is a journey for all of us, right? And so none of us are immune from that feeling of being stagnant. I just, what I found really important in my life is to remember God what somebody else thinks it's going to take me six months to do, you can do overnight. You can do in a moment. And so I trust you, even though it looks like everything's standing still right now, God's doing a work when there's stillness. And sometimes we think that stillness is stagnation, but sometimes that stillness is actually a deep work getting us ready for something to explode out of that. I think that's so powerful what you mentioned earlier too, of like, sometimes it feels like it's like starting back at square one and it's like, it isn't so much like you have, anything that you've done is is something to stand on. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, it can it can lead somewhere. Um, and you touched on a bit of like some of the things that might cause us to feel uh, a bit stuck, but equally, how has that like affected um, your work at the time? Well, I think when you feel stuck, when you feel anything other than in the exact right place, it's hard to sew in and give your best self to something you don't feel like you should be in, Right. And we always say, like, just be where you are and give give your all. That's really hard when you feel like either people are taking advantage of you or feeling like you've been in the same place or you see somebody else get what you thought you wanted or what you thought you were going to get. That's really hard to keep showing up. And so when you've been in seasons where it feels like your hope keeps getting deferred and you keep getting delayed and your dream keeps, keeps getting put up, it's really hard to keep dreaming. It's really hard to keep showing up. And all I would say, there is no trick to that. You've got to find that rhythm of the season you're in. And I think if you know the rhythm of the season you're in, whether that is a slow rhythm, whether that is a fast pace, got to focus, it's time to go rhythm, whether that's a recovery or rest season, if you can find the rhythm of the season you're in, it makes it a little easier. Um, but I'm not the person that's going to sit here and be like, here's a three-step plan to get me out of that. I love no. the reality of what you just said there of like, unless you're in your perfect position, which also I don't think is ever fully possible because even if you're like working for your dream, dream job and like doing what you absolutely want to be doing in life, there's always going to be like those seasons, those times, those periods where you feel stuck within that as well. We, we always think like everything's going to align before that, like that thing happens. And here's what I'm learning even as much as last night, right? So I wrote this devotional. We started it today. Today was day one of it. And this weekend I knew it was launching, like it's already launched, it's bought, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, this weekend, right? I should be like, this is the easy part. This was meant to be the, like, it's now just, it, now it's in people, they have to do it. Like it's up to them now. But all weekend I was like, God, there is something missing here. And a friend of mine in Newport, she said, Elise, I think what you feel like is missing is more community. And you know what I thought? I was like, that's exactly what it is. But I have no idea how to do that. What are we going to do? What do I buy them all a house and they all come in like a compound? And, and she was like a Facebook group. And I'm like, I haven't been on Facebook since I was like 12. We're never going to be fully ready. And I think that's the point. I was saying to someone this morning, we often get so lost in worried about what's going to happen in five years time. Like, where am I going to be in five years? What's God going to do in five years? What about my career? What, what am I going to be doing? Where am I going to be going in five years? 
And I just like, who cares? Because the reality is you're not who you're going to be in five years. So the you today cannot deal with you in five years and the situations in five years because you're not meant to because you're not her yet. And so I think if we could understand that nothing's ever going to be perfect and you got to trust that in five years, in three years, in six months, the girl who shows up on that day is prepared for what comes on that day. So, so good. I love that so much. Um, I just feel like that takes off a bit of a bit of pressure sometimes because it's like we don't to your point we don't know who we're necessarily going to be um we might have an idea of who we want to become but uh yeah we don't have to like stress ourselves like uh-huh. stress ourselves out so much about like that five years from now um and I think something that Ellie and I were also talking about is like sometimes feeling stuck can come from you know almost feeling like there's like no change happening but also at the same time it can come from like feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything that you need to do, by everything that's kind of coming at you, by the lists that are happening, by the constant changes um, that's coming in. Uh, And was just wondering if you had experience with this at all and what that felt like. Oh, yeah. I think it's very, um, I think it's common to get so caught up in the to-do list that you actually feel like you're a bit of a hamster on a wheel. And what's crazy is that I don't know if you've at the end of the day seen like your to-do list and you got half of it done, but you're like, what did I really do? Or like, (laughs) I feel like I did not like, but I feel like I got, I need to do more now than I did back then. Like, how is it that I did so much today, but I feel like I've got more to do, but it's, what are we measuring our productivity on? It's definitely shouldn't be on a to-do list because that thing will never end. It's 2021. There is always something to fill up our time with a to-do list. There is always something to keep us busy, but busy doesn't mean productive. And so I think that that's where we have to actually stop and say, God, what's going to make me productive today? And that's different to busyness. And if we get caught up in the rat race of busyness, that's where you feel stagnant and tired. I was going to say like leading into, leading with that too, of like, you've kind of defined a bit of like productivity isn't busy. So for you, what, how do you define progress and like, I guess, has that changed at all throughout your career? Mm -hmm. Like your view of it? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, I used to just like, if stuff like filled up my time, I just figured it was productive. But now you start to feel the weight of your time. So now I would judge productivity by the weight of it, not the time of it. So what did that accomplish? What did that amount of time or that product or that, can I move into it like, I'm trying to move everything I do into multiplication, not just addition. So I'm trying to replicate myself rather than just do tasks. So if I can replicate myself in people that can help either the vision of what I'm working towards, or if I can help somebody be the person they need to be, then they're getting more done in the world. They're spreading more light and love rather than everything I do. And part of it's an ego thing. Everything has to be done by me. You've heard of people said like, if I want it done right, I got to do it myself. Well, that's exhausting. That's like ego. That's pride saying no one can do it as good as me. First of all, there's someone in the world that can do whatever it is you think better than you. There just always is. So that's a lie. So secondly, if you're not the best person to do it in the world, then why can't you train up someone to do it? Maybe they're not as good as you at it yet, but now you have two people doing it. And so now I, and again, not perfect at this, again, on a journey, can't say that enough. Definitely not the girl that would ever sit up on a pedestal and be like, yeah, nailed it, got it figured out. But I try when it comes to productivity to really be like, what's the weight of this? And what's this going to matter in six months, 12 months? 
is this is this having a lasting effect or is this just for right now? And yeah, there's some days where there's activities for right now. I got to pay my rent. I got to like pay bills. I have to like keep up with people, keep up with emails. There are daily tasks to do, but if you keep connecting it back to the why, then that keeps connecting it back to what's the point of this? Definitely. I love that so much. And I just think as well, like with the busy point as well, I think often when we fill our days being busy, it's just like a temporary form of progress. Like we feel like, okay, I've done a lot today. That's progress in today. But like in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's actually not that much progress. Whereas like when you take that time to understand really what needs to be done today, what's going to help me in the long run, that's when we really start to see the progress come through. And I think that really links into sort of your idea of like being able to have both things and like being able to do both things. And I think often we can think when we're in a place of like feeling stuck and feeling stagnant, we can think that progress just isn't something that can exist within that. But I think like that it absolutely can exist and coexist together. So I suppose like what has your experience been with that and what are your thoughts around that as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that um, the whole productivity thing and moving into the like all of it works together because if we're disconnected from any of those things then everything's out of alignment when we can bring everything under alignment the why the productivity the to-do list it all kind of is a bit of a dominoes effect that if one is out of alignment it's just like a chiropractor when like you've got a sore neck turns out like your hips out and it's always like what how how is that because it's all connected so if one thing's out then it's all out but if we're actually taking that time to realign our values, then we're coming back to the why. And once we come back to the why, we have our priorities straight. Priorities create the productivity part. Once the priorities straight, then I know what I got to do today. So I think that that's like, and again, I know I keep saying this, but like, so not perfect at this. Like, just know what I'm meant to do. And like, then I'm also human and have my own days where I'm like, well, it's a lot of work. I just spent 10 hours watching Netflix and it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? We all have those moments and we all zone out and we all need that. And that's the other thing I'm realizing. If I don't rest, I'm actually not that great. Like we keep thinking, well, if I just keep working harder, I've got to do more hours. I have to work on Sunday. I have to work on Saturday. And that was part of what I remembered again this weekend was at least, unless you take time to rest and recharge, I'm going to be no good on Monday. So you can work through the weekend, but you're actually not going to be as productive. Whereas if you show up rested, if you show up with your priorities and your values straight and your why there, you're so much more productive than if you just like hashtag hustle it out, you know, like, See, no sleep just like sounds exhausting. It does. And I think there's exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think there's such like I don't want to use the word toxic, but it's such a bad culture that's created around that, especially like on social media, you see people just like hustling away and it makes you feel guilty about your life because you're like, You're like, Well, I should be doing that too. And it's like, well, let's just see where that gets them in six months. And trust me, this is from the girl that does that. So it's like I just realized, I was like, oh, if I don't want to have to like burn out every three years and have to take three months off everything, then I should probably figure it out. Like maybe I should rest. Maybe I should take a day off. Like, and that's really hard again, because of our culture, because there's so much happening, because you can open social media and you can refresh the page every 10 seconds and there's something new to look at. There's somebody else with another accolade. There's somebody else with something else. And we know when we post Instagram, we're not telling the whole truth. And yet we always forget it when we're looking at everybody else's truth. Like, it's it's that it's so easy to fall into the grind and the hustle and the pressure um but it's exhausting yeah definitely and in the long run like you said you know you think for the time being 
it is progress and it is you getting somewhere but you're going to have to take those three months off all at once and that just sets you back even more doesn't it so I think it's definitely and that's the no one gets to skip the process like you can see someone that that looks like they don't need any sleep but no one gets to skip the process and that process it includes rest and so if someone's skipping that process that's going to come back and bite them (laughs) I think it's also something too about like we always say it's just like, what's yours is yours. Like your path is is your path. So like, even if you're looking at other people kind of doing different things, that is what they're doing. That has nothing to do with like what is in front of you to do. So like, if you know that you work best with rest then like it would make the most sense to, for yourself to like take the rest. Yeah. And you got to listen to yourself too, because there are some seasons where you're going to get less rest than others. Yeah. That's okay. If you're yeah. in the season you're meant to be in, you'll have the grace to sustain you for it. And that's the biggest thing. Your lane is not my lane. My lane is not her lane. Mm-hmm. Her lane is not his lane. Like we've got to run in our lane, stay in your lane, know your season and there'll be grace for it. But going back sort of, I suppose, to like the more practical ways um, that we're able to become unstuck with the place that we're at the moment. You've spoken a bit about your faith and I loved your analogy there of like how all things are connected um, and how you can't really have one without the other and how they all affect each other as well. But I suppose what are some of the practical um, actions that you implement um, in your life, in your your day-to-day, in your work when you feel stuck and stagnant? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, that my faith is so important to me with that kind of stuff because if I don't, for me, if I don't believe in something bigger than myself, then I'm screwed. Like, cause life's too hard and there's too much. And I am too, um, I am too likely to get either distracted or discouraged. And when I get distracted or discouraged, then I'm out like, see ya. But I think that for me, some of the daily practices, some of the really practicals is, um, taking some time every day. And I try at the start of my day. And if I can't sometime in my day where it's just like, me and my relationship with God, like I'm reading, I'm going to read my Bible for a little bit. I'm going to pray for a little bit. I'm going to create some stillness and some margin to actually find peace and to actually find that discernment of what am I doing? Let me check in right now with myself, with God. Are we good? What do you want to tell me today? What can I give off? I don't want to carry that weight. Let me give that to God and trust him with that. And so that's one of my daily practices. And then, um, taking time honestly to pray and so often that's such a religious like it's a term that's used so often in religion but people I think the reason people go to everyone else before they pray is because they think prayer is something that it's not for me prayer is just talking to God it's a conversation with God that happens throughout the day all day there's a few things like that and then honestly having really good community around me is a discipline and it's a habit and it's very practical because I have to make sure that the people around me are the ones that are calling me to that higher place rather than allowing me to stay stuck in my feels all day. Cause we have to acknowledge them. We have to be honest with our feelings. We can't ignore the reality that's happening around us. But if you don't have other people around you to say, that's true, that sucks, but you're going to be okay. Come on, let's go. That, that I can also do that when they have their moment. That's another practice that I have with it's so important. Definitely. I think that's a conversation which has actually come up before of like, it's so important to have those friends that can comfort you and be there emotionally for you. But equally, you need those friends that can like see what's inside of you and bring that out as well when you can't see that yourself. And I think as well, like you spoke about your faith there and sort of community. And I think that to sum that up, it's almost like you go back to your values and what's important to you. And I think that is where you can realign everything. Like you said, going back to that analogy and with the chiropractor you know 
from going back to your values you can realign what you want where do you want your work to go and what can you do to really just get to the point where you want to get whatever that might be um and I suppose as well coming off of that as well I know that your faith will be a big part of this but in times of those periods of feeling stuck where have you found it helpful to sort of place your focus as well because I think we can get into like a really negative mindset as well we're like we're stuck there's no point in doing anything I've really lost motivation inspiration all those things but where do you place your focus in order to find the motivation to become unstuck again yeah it's a great question I think that when we feel stuck we're either we've taken our focus of one of two things we're either only focusing on today on right now on all my problems or focusing on the what if of the future and what if then all my problems and forgetting today and I kind of spoke to that a bit before of like you in five years is not you now so you in five years will deal with whatever five years has for you because you have to trust that you'll be who you are to deal with it then but you right now is not the whole picture either and so I think that we get stuck when we forget to look like to the things that we hope and dream for and we also get stuck when we like refuse to be in reality now. And so we need both. We need the hope for the future and the responsibility and tasks of today to keep us grounded, but also to keep us hopeful. I think the vision for tomorrow keeps us hopeful and the getting our feet on the ground today keeps us actually moving and it keeps us doing what we need to do because you've seen those dreamers sitting on the couch all day doing nothing. Like that's not getting them to where they want to go. But if you're just doing this, then you still like doing just the today without any vision for tomorrow, you're stuck on that hamster wheel. And so I think for me, what's really important in those moments is to keep that focus. Yes, absolutely. To keep that faith. It's important for me to keep the community around me, to keep my blinders on like a horse has blinders in a, um, in a race to stay in their lane. That's so important sometimes because the, again, we talked about it. The comparison game is so tempting to play it only ends us up on our face. Like it, it just, it never goes well. It's always a trip up. And so I don't know anyone that's been like, yeah, super glad that I spent hours on Instagram comparing myself, like just nailed it. What a great day. Like no one, cause that's not how you feel. And so I think that that's important in those moments for me is to say, I'm not going to get stuck looking at either one. I'm going to keep one eye on the future, on the horizon. And I'm going to keep one eye on today. And I'm going to handle today what I can handle today. I'm going to trust the rest to God. And then I'm going to have the people around me that are encouraging me to keep going. I think that's so important, just like that trust there, because one of my mottos in life, it sounds so stupid, but it's like, if I have an issue, which I know that I don't need to deal with right now, even if it's tomorrow, I always say like future Ellie will deal with it, because I just trust that she will have what she needs in that moment, that focus, whatever it may be, you know, the skills that she needs to be able to get through that I trust that. I will have that at that time and I will be graced with that as well. So I think like that's just a motto I use like more and more as I grow older as well. Like just like futurely can deal with that because right now she doesn't need to and she's not the person to deal with that right now as well. Yep, totally. I think I that's that. like that, the like that's the well, that's tomorrow Elise's problem. And sometimes that's like me saying that at eleven PM when I'm like, Can you watch Netflix? But like we mean the principle of it is like that's future Elise's problem in the sense that I can focus on today. So go to bed at least. <laughs> no, exactly that though. It just takes like the pressure of things and just like gives you grace that you don't have to carry it all at once. You know, you have time, you have different times for different seasons to be able to take on what you need. Totally. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like the... I'm the t- I'm like realizing that I'm the type to be very, very focused on like what's to come. I have to get prepared. I have to figure this thing out. Um, and yeah, now I'm realizing that it's not that helpful. <laughs> and I think a part of it too is like it, it, it kind of, keeps me a little bit from being able to 
to appreciate or celebrate like what I have done thus far <laughs> of anything like that. And so I was curious for, for you of like, how important um, has it been for you? Um, and how have you done it of being able to like celebrate small wins right now and like being able to use that as a measure of being able to see that you are progressing? that's so important. I think that's part of it. That's part of keeping your eye on today and keeping your eye on tomorrow, which means I'm going to check things off my to-do list and allow myself to, to celebrate that. And I'm also going to keep the goals in mind and when I'm going to check them off as well. There's a, a friend of mine. Um, we, we made this like, um, what was it? Like a, it was like a spectrum of celebration. What do we say? We were like, um, cake, kiss or carbo. And so we had, and we kind of like ranked them and we we're like, it's like three different types of celebration. Some days you do something so good, like celebrate with some cake, like go get yourself some cake. Now, if that's like you doing a workout every day, maybe cake isn't the one, but like, <laughs> like find that small thing every day. That's like, uh, again, not cake every day, but like the small things get celebrated too. And then like the medium things you, that's where you get your friends together and you celebrate something. And then Cabo is like, we're going on a trip to Cabo kind of celebration. Like, let's go ladies, it's time. And so I think if you have these different um, levels of celebration, you understand that even if it's not the book deal, it's not the wedding, it's not the huge life moments, the promotion that you've been working towards for 20 years, the, the kids that you dreamed of, the finally buying your own home, those are massive. But that doesn't mean you don't celebrate the smaller cake moments as well. And I think that those help you. All the cake moments, all the girls' night out moments, they all work to those big ones as well. I love that so much of yeah. that you can't have one without the other and they're all equally as important to do, um, no matter how small the victory may be. That also leads into one other thing I was curious about. If Have you been able to find joy in the moments that do kind of feel as you mentioned before, like just still or, or stagnant, or it feels like nothing is going on. Yeah. I think that I have in the sense that I'm appreciating um, quiet moments more than I ever have. I used to think to stop was to quit. To stop is to freaking rest so that I can go far. And so I think that now I'm finding joy in that. I wish I could tell you that I'm at the place now where the stagnant moments in life, not just in my day, because there's a difference, the stagnant moments and seasons in life I'm finding joy in. I'm getting quicker at doing that, but I'm still not, again, still not the perfect pedestal girl that's like in the moment, like, I'm going to find joy in this. This is the best being laid off of work. This is the best being broken up with. This is the best having more dreams and I have money in my bank account. I love it. Like, no, I'm not there yet, but I am at least finding those stagnant moments in the day, taking a deep breath and finding joy and peace. Yeah. Thank you, Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Elise. Oh, I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for having me. And I just love this, like this space is awesome. really great um, chat with Elise um, and here are our top three takeaways from our conversation. 
So first, you have to learn the rhythm of the seasons you're in um, and, and lean into that. And I thought this was a great one because I think sometimes we don't always recognize like, okay, this actually might be a period where um, we do kind of need to rest a little bit, lay a little bit low, kind of, you know, take a step back and either maybe this is a time where truly you, you're just spending moments kind of um, learning and building up your skills. Maybe there is, a, there is a time when we are supposed to kind of like go full throttle and um, head on into what it is we're doing. But I thought it was so good about kind of taking that on and like really, really leaning into that, really getting involved in it where you are. Um, because again, like learn what you can where you are um, because we don't know what's right around the corner. Definitely. And our second point from Elise was that we often get so worried about what's going to happen in five years time that we forget who will be in five years time. Just that belief that you will be graced with the gifts and the talents that you'll need as a person to deal with the things that are going to happen in five years time. You know, the person that you are today can't handle, you know, what you're going to be faced with in five years time, but the person that you are in five years time will be able to. So you just got to sort of, I suppose, trust that truth as well. Absolutely. That's so good. And I think that leads into our third point, which is that the vision for tomorrow keeps us hopeful, but the reality of today keeps us moving. Um, sometimes, to your point, I think if we are constantly focused on our future selves and our future goals, but if that's our only focus, I think we might miss actually kind of getting the ball rolling right now. And I think Elise had a great point to this about, um, she has this system of our values, our priorities and our productivity um, and our values are, are are kind of the greatest and then our priorities are kind of the, the second piece of this and then our pro productivity is like um, the final piece and if our values are the ones that are kind of our guiding light and our guiding principle then really no matter where we are no matter what season we're in no matter what our reality is right now that'll kind of be um, our way to navigate and then we can we can um, figure out our, pri our priorities and how we're going to accomplish them um, from that place. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you know anyone who might love this episode too, go ahead and share it with them. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We love to hear your thoughts and it really helps us out. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to our email list, which you can find on the Magnify website, where you'll get connected and informed with even more inspiring content. And also our inbox is always open. So if you have a topic you want us to chat about, or if you have something that you just want to add to our conversations, you can email us at elliatmagnifycollective.com.